Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. Welcome to the Exercise is for Everyone podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Today we have Heidi Bodenheimer. Heidi is a health coach and she's going to share with us all of the things. Heidi, welcome. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about how exercise has impacted your life and how it has kind of you know, springboarded you into the career that you have now. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. And it's so good to be here. Yeah. So I actually was a gymnast. And so, um, and this was a long, long time ago, but as a gymnast, um, you know, I, I, I was exercising all the time. I mean, I didn't think of it as exercising. I was doing gymnastics. And so once I, that was no longer part of my life in college, actually, I started to have to figure out, well, how can I, you know, keep up um, a level of exercise that feels good in my body? I was just one of those weird people that I literally, I must have like come out of the womb with like, you know, dumbbells or something because I've always just enjoyed it. And I know that's not the case for so many people. So what's been interesting on my journey is I've really kind of taken that and, and really celebrated where I have, that's just been part of me, but I have really wanted to try to help people who that's not in their, in their wheelhouse and what makes them tick. So I've been really, really, um, trying to help people, um, find something that they like. And I think for me, um, what happens is after being a gymnast, I, um, like I said, in college, I started to just exercise here and there. I went to a couple group fitness classes. I then, um, once I got married and, um, started working out, I went to a gym and I, I went to a group exercise class and I was like, you know, I think I can do this better than the the instructor. And not that the instructor was bad. I just, I was like, I think I can do this better. And I, and I want to, and I want to try. And so literally like the rest is history. I started out on the step when step was big. I know step has made a comeback, but um, I've, I'm that old that it's um, back in the day when step was huge from dancing all over the step to then becoming a more athletic version of step to then more of a hit type of step class and everything in between. Um, I've seen it all. And I am certified in almost every format, to be perfectly honest. And so I have seen the kind of the full circle of where fitness has gone and come from and where it is. And and then even today in the COVID land that we live in. Um, and so it's been crazy. And And so the big thing that I have found in all of this is that um, my story is such that because I have always had this need to want to help people find their joy, find what they love to do. I never even like to call it exercise, to be perfectly honest. I, I just like to call it movement. And so how do you like to move? And I, and I love to start with, you know, what did you like to do as a kid? Because for me, it was gymnastics. And so that's how I kind of started and got into all of this by just looking at what I like to do. And then I just, it kind of escalated from there. So when I work with someone, that's where we start. We start with, what did you like to do as a kid? Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you brought that up. I recently talked to someone who was 
actually talking about how the way that children move in a much more natural way and that they are, you know, they go through all of the planes of of motion and, and things like that. But I often always go back to what do you like, you know, because there's so many different ways that you can exercise. And that's always been my philosophy is that you should not hate it. Yes. Right. Like if you are exercising and you are hating it, then you need to do something different because that just means that that type of exercise is not for you. So what different types of what do you run into? What do people say when like what, what about somebody who never really played sports? Yeah. So what even I mean, and that happens a lot more often than not. And it might be someone who, you know, they like to sing and dance, you know, and so if they like to sing and dance, oh, okay, well, let's bring that dancing back. Let's bring that. Let's get some playlists going that you like to sing to. And how can we, you know, add that into more movement in your day? And I mean, I'm a, I love to dance. So that's always a big joy of mine. So, um, you know, it, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a Zumba class or a dance class. I can't tell you how many times, I mean, I managed a gym. And so part of the managing the gym process for eight years was, you know, obviously my main goal was to try to bring as many people into the gym as possible. But as I was, you know, w- working with people, if someone said to me, Heidi, I don't like going to the gym. I'm like, well, then why are you here? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we would go back and we were like, and, and that happened to be one of my singers and dancers. And so, you know, I helped them to put a podcast together of, or excuse me, not a podcast, a playlist together um, of songs that they love to sing and dance to. And and that's what they started to do, to do, whether it was when they were cleaning the house, whether they took a five minute break and just kind of really, you know, danced it out in between, um, you know, work things. Um, however it worked for them. Um, I think that there's a time and place for everyone. And it's just a matter of finding that and thinking outside the box. I think so many times we are conditioned to say, oh, I have to get on the treadmill. Oh, I have to, you know, get on my Peloton. Oh, I have to go to the gym. Oh, I have to go to this class. When there are so many other alternatives. Um, I have a um, one who, someone who just loves nature. Nature was always her thing. And, um, you know, as a kid, she loved walking in the woods. So, of course, I'm going to build something on hiking with her, right? So all those things are um, are great tools. And I think when we just stop to think about what did I like as a kid, and it doesn't even have to be necessarily exercise or a sport, it, um, we can just try to add that kind of movement into our day. And it, I can't tell you how many people it's brought so much joy to. Oh, I can totally see that because you're really kind of digging into who they are as a person, especially when you go back to that childhood stuff, because I mean, really, that's kind of what it's all about. You know, I mean, at least I think so. I I know that when I look back at my childhood, I definitely see elements that were kind of like a precursor to who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And, and you know, what's interesting about that too, though, is it's, it, it also, it's, it's, there's two sides to that though. We do grow, right? We grow as, as human beings. That's part of um, why we are put here, right? To go, to go and grow. Um, and so in that, you know, something that you might have done as a child, but has now, you know, maybe there's something and there is some sort of fitnessy because now there's, I mean, let's face it, everything under the sun from, you know, you can um, do what the parachute type of yoga to, I mean, there's so many things out there, right? So I always like to tell people to, um, I don't ever like to tell anyone anything, but I like to encourage people to try something that they never tried, even something that they think that they might not even enjoy because 
it, just because you try something doesn't mean that you have to do it over and over again. And I, and I think that would be the other thing I would want to tell listeners is that, you know, just by trying something, and even if you give it a, like the first time you try something, you're like, what the heck am I doing? Right. The second time you try something you're like, okay, maybe perhaps I'm not sure. And then the third time is the time that you can, you can kind of really have a good judgment on whether this is something you like or whether it's something you don't like. Right. So, and I, and I say that as, you know, as a manager of the gym, when I, when I did that, I would ask people, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what classes, you know, interest you? And they're like, well, none of them. I'm like, okay, well, could you do me a favor? Could you try this one this week? And I just want you to try it three times. You don't even have to stay the whole 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever the class was. Just give it 10, 15 minutes. But I need you to go three times because that way they kind of get that in their body. And so sometimes what I have found is that people are like, they'll come to me after the fact and they're like, Heidi, I'm so glad you had me try that because this reminds me of, you know, da, 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 da. this is reminds me of when I was a kid, I used to love, I used to love running as fast as I could, you know, um, up to the stop sign. And then, and then my parents would catch up with me and then I'd run again to the stop sign. Well, guess what? They suddenly like hit training, right? And they didn't realize it. So sometimes it, you know, again, that really looking at that outside of the box, that gray area to see where your likes are, you, you don't even know what you don't know. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and as you're talking about this, I, this one woman that I trained has just popped up into my head because she loves jumping rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, and I cannot jump rope to save my life. I just don't have the coordination or whatever. But so anytime that we're doing something that's a little bit high intensity, I'll hand her a jump rope. I don't make everybody do it because it's definitely something that I think you have to have the coordination for. Otherwise you're going to get frustrated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So she'll, she'll jump rope when other people are, you know, like doing jumping jacks or whatever. I'll give her the jump rope. Um, But yeah. And she often will talk about when she was a kid, you Mm -hmm. know, So that's really awesome. I love this. Yeah. And the other thing, like, um, I have, like, I, I, I had hula hoops in my gym because, you know, I can't tell you how many people love the hula hoop. And and then one of the things that I did was people would say, oh, I can't hula hoop. I'm like, oh, let me show you. And in like literally two minutes, they were hula hooping and they were laughing and it was so much fun. So again, I just think it's let's let's bring the joy back into it. Right. Let's make it fun. Let's make it exciting. It doesn't have to be this you know, oh, I have to do this, right? Because no one's going to stick with that. And I'm a big advocate of, you know, let's do something that it's it's not, can I do this for the next six weeks? Can I do this for my life? You know, can I do this as a consistent, regular thing? And so again, not knowing what you don't know, you got you to gotta figure out what that is. So yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like with like the people that you help? Like you've kind of been touching on a little bit of you know, like how you help people figure out how they can move, but like, how do you get them to start doing it like on a, on a regular basis? Because, you know, it's, there's definitely a lot of like habit forming things. I think that when it comes to exercise, you really have to get into the habit of it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And I have to be honest, mindset is my total jam. And so I really think it starts um, with getting your mind buff, right? And so, so much of the time, you know, we think about, oh, I have to work my bicep, I have to work my tricep, but I really think we have to work our minds first. And so we have to get out of our own damn way, right? (laughs) Um, And so really, I start there. And that's where I'm like, okay, you know what? What can we do today? that was a little bit better than we did yesterday. 
It's not like, oh, let me go do 30 minutes on the treadmill. Like let's, okay, we didn't do anything yesterday. You know, could we, could we do 10 minutes? Could, could I walk? Could I walk to the end of my block today? You know? And then the next day, well, okay, I walked to the end of my block. Could I walk to the end of the block? And then could I, could I turn the corner? Right? So it's these little baby steps and we celebrate every step of the way so that we get that under our belt and we start making those mind shifts that I can do this. Yeah. So I'd love to hear you share how you, how you celebrate that with people. I know that sometimes it's, it's effective to write things down um, just because there's, you know, there's a little bit of a connection with that. Do you, do you have people write things down? How do you celebrate? Yeah, absolutely. So a number of ways. Um, and so, you know, of course I have people who love to journal and I have people that hate to journal, right? So, um, but one thing I always do is I have, I'm a huge advocate of gratitude. And so I have people write down three things that they were grateful for in the day, um, every evening before they go to bed. That's one of my uh, health coaching staples. And I always ask that one of them be about their body. Um, And so the reason that that's a celebration, you're like, well, how does that fit in? Because you know what? Every day isn't a gung-ho, ooh, I did this kind of day, right? But when you can leaf back through and look for all of the wonderful things that you're grateful for and including your body, it really makes such a world of difference. And I have found that to be so helpful for people. Um, So that's one way. Another way is I have them do something. I, I have them create a love list, right? And a love list is something that they love to do, not with their spouse, not with their children, but with themselves, right? And I always ask them to, to um, do it, have a love list of different, um, of things that consist of a different amount of time. Because depending on our day, you know, and depending on where we are, we might not always have the time, like, you know, or in COVID time, we might not be able to, you know, go on a, a a trip or something like that, right? But we we can have those little things. For me, for example, it is going out onto my back deck. I live in a very, very beautiful community and I um, overlook mountains. And I can't tell you how many days though that I was like not enjoying the mountains and when I love to look at them. And so one of the things on my love list is to go out literally for two to three minutes, take a few deep breaths, enjoy the mountains, and then come back inside. So that's one of my short little ones, right? So in celebrating, I say, you know what? I'm going to celebrate today by giving myself two opportunities to go do that. And I know it just seems little, but they add up. Um, I always ask people to celebrate in a way that doesn't involve food because we've used food for so much of our life as a reward. Um, and there's so many things out there, you know, it might be, um, you know, could you call a friend? You haven't taken the time to call a friend you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's buy yourself some flowers. Maybe it's getting your nails done, you know, whatever it may be, whatever lights you up, everyone's different, right? So yeah, celebrating that way. Um, and you know, it might be, it might be at the end of the week when, you know, a job well done, it might be a milestone that you wanted to, you know, you wanted to be able to run a mile and you got to that or whatever it may be. Again, those little baby steps. So I'm, I'm a big advocate of setting those goals, right? So that we can work those baby steps into reaching those goals. And then as we reach them, we celebrate the heck out of them. That's amazing. You know, and I love that you brought up flowers because that's 
definitely my jam. I always have fresh flowers in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, I come from a family of florists, so that's probably part of it. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that rewarding yourself definitely doesn't have to be like a dessert or something, um, you know, food related. And I I do know that people will, you know, say that they, they hate exercising and that they only do it so that they can eat whatever they want. And that always just hurts my heart just a little bit when I hear that, just because there's so much bad food out oh, there yeah. in the world. So yeah. much bad food. Yeah. So, you know, I know you have a really strong background in fitness and you're now helping people with health coaching. I would love for you to explain a little bit about like, what is a health coach? What do you, what does a health coach do? Yeah, absolutely. So I I always like to use my analogy of getting your your oil changed in your car. Okay, um, so you know we could YouTube it, or maybe maybe you change your oil. I don't know. I don't change my oil in my car, but I could YouTube it and I could figure it out, right? But would it? First of all, it would take a long time, right? Also, would I get it right? Mm, I would do okay, but I don't know for sure, right? I would try to follow directions. Um, but it's just so much easier for me to take it to my the person who does my oil and get the oil changed, right? And I, I like to look at that the same as health coaching, right? Sometimes people are like, well, why do I need to pay for a health coach? I know, I know that I shouldn't be eating this crap food. I know that I need to eat more vegetables. I know that I need to be exercising more. But a health coach puts it into a framework and they have a strategy in place that's meant for just you. And I know for me specifically, you know, I don't, it's not a one size fits all by any stretch of the imagination. I like to meet people exactly where they are because everyone's at a different place, right? And so a health coach really helps a person get from A to B to C on their health and wellness journey. And it looks so different for everybody. It might be, you know, simply, you know, leading a healthier lifestyle in general. It might be, um, I help a lot of people come off, um, diabetes medicine. I help, I help people so they don't go on medicine. Um, I help people so their lab work comes back better. Um, I help people lose weight. Um, so, you know, whatever the case might be, I also help athletes who, you know, they want to just get to the next level of their, um, of their athleticism. And so, a health coach helps them to get to those places different than a personal trainer. And I'm a personal trainer also. So a personal trainer, you know, you're going to do the fitness end of things, right? And you're going to, you're going to help someone in the gym, you know, or, or whether now it's on zoom or whatever the case might be, um, with certain exercises. And of course, there's always going to be a health component because we all, that all goes hand in hand. But as a health coach, I look at like, almost every aspect. I look at it as kind of a holistic approach um, because, you know, it's not just the exercise. It's not just the food we put in our body. It's the relationships we have. It's the career we have. It's the, you know, the home cooking that we're doing. It's the financial end of things. It's our spirituality. It's our creativity. All those things and, and even more have to come together, right? Because if one is out of whack, our whole, everything else suffers. So it's really kind of looking at that as a whole. I'm not a counselor, you know, Um, so it's not like we're going to sit and dwell in one place or we're not going to look at your past, but we look at how to move you forward and how to create a healthier and a more rounded person as a whole from a health and wellness perspective. Does that make sense? 
That does. And, you know, I'd love for you to kind of elaborate a little bit on the role that movement plays in your health. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, movement, <laughs> the, movement has so many wonderful <laughs> things. But the most critical, in my opinion, especially like in the times we're living in right now with 2020 and everything that it's brought to us, the amount of... Um, I like to call it the the good vibe hormones, right? The 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 great um, endorphins and all of the things that movement brings to our well being in terms of just feeling good is so incredibly huge for our mood and for helping us to feel good about where we are in time and space. And so, if because let's face it, if you're having a bad a bum day, and we're all entitled to those, right? But if one bum day turns out to be two or three or whatever, and we're going down this rabbit hole of not feeling good, well, then we don't even want to move our bodies at all in any way. And I can't tell you how many times just a simple walk, and it might even be, you know, for people who are so, so busy, it might even be a walk around my house. It might be a walk down to the end of my driveway and back, right? Just that simple act of moving just elevates your mood incredibly. And once that happens, then you it's almost like what you put out into the universe comes back to you because then you want to move more. And then as you start to move more, then you inevitably want to eat things that are a little healthier for you. Now, not saying that those the cookie's not going to call your name. I'm not saying that, that you know that that's the end all be all, but it it all it's it's like the snowball effect. It builds and builds and builds. And, and that's where the problem lies is that when we get into these ruts, um, you know, so many of us stay seated for so long. So just even the act of standing up and, you know, just kind of even shaking it out or stretching a little, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be anything big, but those little things add up in your day. So, you know, even, if on the hour, every hour, you just make a, make a commitment to stand up. Um, you can, you can, um, certainly, uh, put an alarm on your phone that, you know, maybe at the halfway mark, maybe at lunchtime, you're going to take a walk around your house, even if it's inside, you know, whatever it may look like, maybe you're going to go up and down your steps two or three times. So again, depending on where you are, um, if you're someone who's, who hasn't been moving a lot, start small baby steps, right? Those a baby has to learn to crawl before it walks, before it runs, right? And it's the same thing. You know, Heidi, I I love all of the things that you were just bringing up because as um, it, it's like you were reading my mind because I really wanted you to speak a little bit because we're staying at home right now, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, I am hearing over and over and over again from people that they are working all day long. Mm -hmm. They're getting up in the morning and they go straight to their computer with their coffee and they sit down and work and they don't get up until it's time to go to bed. I cannot tell you how many people have told me that that is what they're doing now that they have to work from home. So I love that you're giving these tips on how you can, you know, kind of break yourself of doing that because I, I do, I, I am finding that and I'm sure you are too, that people are saying, I just, I just can't seem to get away from it. So would you mind kind of reiterating a few of those tips that you just mentioned about like setting the alarm and walking around your house? Would you mind going over that just like one more time for absolutely. our listeners to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So setting, setting your timer um, on your phone and, and again, I mean, or even just on the hour, every hour. And if you have to set your timer for it, you do so um, that you can 
like literally stand up from your desk, right? And and again, depending on where, you know, what you're doing on your la- on your computer, um, if you're able to walk away from it, if you're a- able to do your steps, go up and down your steps two times, three times, you know? Um, another tip I like to say is every time you go through a door frame in your house, when you go through the door door frame, you, um, you know, you, you do three, you do three sets of squats, you know, you do three sets of eight, you know, um, every time you walk into a new room, you go, Hey, today's a good day, right? Even at that mental shift of just putting that positive energy into your being, because yeah, I can't, I, I'm with you. I've heard so many people that they're not moving. Um, and then with kids with, um, with having kids and you have kids on their zooms and you're helping them, it's just crazy land. So yeah. So yeah, if you could, Set the timer, um, walk around your house, you know, could you at lunchtime when you be, before you eat, could you, you know, walk around your house two or three times, whether it's outside or inside, could you, after you eat, do the same thing, the steps in your house, the door frame, um, you know, there's so many things that we can do. Walk to your mailbox, um, you know, uh, you could do some stretches, um, you could put your favorite, my favorite, of course, because I'm a, da- I like to dance. Put your favorite song on, right? A, a song is what, t- two and a half minutes? Two and a half minutes. Put your favorite song on and jam, jam it out, right? Groove it out. Yeah, that's an awesome tip for sure. Especially if you're having like a bit of a day and you need to just kind of shake it off and reset your mood. I know music is so helpful for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it'll just, you will be amazed at the, the different energy, the vibe that it puts you in. It just puts you in a whole different, a whole different vibe. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I love all of these tips. This is great. What else would you like to share with us? Um, well, you know, of course, water is the other, um, thing that we always, as health coaches and, and as from a health profession, we always want to make sure you're drinking plenty of water. So, um, one of the tips that I get, give a lot is, and again, because we're, we're at our computer a lot is make it a game, right? So if you have some sort of water bottle that has how many ounces it has, it makes it a lot easier, but you can even take like an old milk carton and, or a milk jug and you can like you can, um, you know, mark it off with a, with a Sharpie marker. So you know how much you're drinking, but whatever works for you. I know that for me personally, like at lunchtime. So before I get to break for lunch, I have to have, I have had to have drunk all of my water bottle. So I have 32 ounces and I'm actually holding it right now. I know you can't see it, but I have to drink all of it before I go to lunch. And that's just what I do. And then on the flip side, I make sure that I drink a whole other one before I sign off for the day. And so again, not that I'm also drinking when I'm, you know, having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but that at least gets me 64 ounces in during the day, during my, you know, typical eight to five kind of job. Um, and I make sure that I'm getting that water in because so many people aren't getting enough water. And when you're not hydrated, all of those things, like you don't want to move. You don't want to, you just feel so much better when you're hydrated and that you're, you're getting rid of toxins and you're just on, again, talking about that high vibe. Um, the water really helps you do that as well. So that's another tip that I would add there. Oh, definitely. You know, I talk to people about water all the time too. And that's actually the first change that I usually have people focus on is water. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, um, and I often, I also have them do like a, like you're talking about like a game, but like I was hearing a very big visual component to that, which I 
also teach is that, you know, like if you can see it, if you can see your progress, you can see how much more water you have to go. And I recommend either a a pitcher or um, I actually drink out of mason jars. So I'll, yeah. So like I'll fill up as many as I need for the day and set them. Like I don't like cold, cold water. So I leave them on the counter. Uh-huh. And if I haven't gotten through, like if it's like two o'clock and I haven't even gotten through one, I know I'm in trouble. So I got to start going, you know. Um, but I, I do find that a visual reminder is really, really helpful in you know kind of getting that water in. And you're right. Like when you get that water in, like you want to move more. You got to get up to go to the bathroom anyways. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It helps you right there. <laughs> Definitely. So Heidi, I love this. You have all these great tips on how you can, you know, implement like more movement and exercise into your life and that it doesn't have to be like a big, scary thing. Sometimes, you know, exercise can feel very intimidating to people. So I love how you've kind of taken that intimidation factor out of it and just kind of transitioned it over into just moving. Um, That's, that's, that's amazing. Why don't you share with us if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and, you know, maybe talk about working together or get more of your tips, where is the best place for people to find you? Yeah, sure. So I actually, um, my website is Heidi Bodenheimer and that's B-O-D-E-N-H-E-I-M-E-R.com. Um, that's the, the, probably the easiest way to find me, or you can, um, find me on my, on Facebook. I have my, um, it's Heidi Heidi Bod be well. Um, and, um, you can find me there as well. Uh, and yeah, I would love to chat and to help. I, I think that the thing that I would love to end on is that, you know, no matter where you are, right. Um, you can always be a better version of yourself right now at this very moment. Right. And so I think we just have to take a look and see what does that look like for us? And so, you know, I think those baby steps, again, I always come back to baby steps because I think it's so critical. Um, and it doesn't have to be again, scary or monumental or huge, right? We just take the one, one foot in front of the other. It's just that one, that's that first step. That's the scariest. And once we take it, oh my gosh, it can make the world a difference. Definitely. And I will have all of the links for Heidi right in the show notes. Heidi, thank you for joining us today. Um, As always, it was a a pleasure to speak with you. And um, thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you next time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.